Welcome to the It's Okay to Be Awesome podcast. We are your hosts, Rebecca and Anne. In this episode, we're talking about play and why it's actually serious business. Sometimes we take play for granted, but it's actually really important. In a world that's shaped by structure, deadlines, and checklists, it may just be play that saves us all. What we think of when we hear the word play has definitely changed from generation to generation. My parents, their parents, and their parents before them all grew up in a world that was pre-computers, video games, and social media. They played the old-fashioned way, outside with friends and neighbors. Up to 20 years ago, it was nothing for a parent to send their kids outside to play for hours at a time. Outside was where kids immersed themselves in nature, got their hands dirty, let their imaginations run wild, and filled their lungs with fresh air. But times have changed. Gone are the days of climbing trees, skinning knees, building forts in the woods, and running free. Nowadays, play isn't much of a priority, and this lack of play is impacting kids in big ways. Oh, the times, they are a-changin'. And the internet has been a huge part of that, where before the lives we engaged with and were influenced by were our direct neighbors and immediate community. Now, due to the invention of the World Wide Web, we're all so much more connected. Now, not only can we hear about and see communities far away from us, we can engage with them anytime we like. And while this can help us meet people with similar interests, dreams, or views, it can also be overwhelming. 24-hour access to everything going on in the planet, and other planets for that matter, from different types of screens in different places all around us can have a negative impact on our mental well-being. For starters, always being bombarded by stressful stories in social media, on the news, in podcasts, blogs, and TV shows can make us feel unsafe and can cause us to doubt the good in the world. Also, being bombarded by social media trends and influencers has caused kids to grow up sooner. Girls as young as two years old are famous on YouTube for talking like adults. One YouTube star, a toddler named Mila, gets millions of views on her videos where she talks about breakups, hitting the gym, and even budgeting. Sure, she's adorable, but she's almost shocking to listen to. Not only does this little girl clearly not understand some of the things she's talking about, but she's being trained that happiness and success are based on having people like your channel and always having to perform and be on, rather than be her authentic two-year-old self. In these early years that are super important to her development, she's being heavily influenced by what other people like or think is funny, and not what is real for her. Even more unfortunate is that instead of being a kid, she's working her childhood away. Another thing that has changed in this new generation of kids is their very busy schedules. Whereas kids used to have lots of free time to play and do their own thing, now many kids have fully booked agendas that resemble those of adults. Saturdays in the 80s and 90s for kids often looked like sleeping in, eating breakfast with your family, watching cartoons, and playing outside. But these days, there's a lot more structure on the weekends, with kids flying out the door to go to their sports games and extracurricular activities. And it's not only weekends that are completely filled, it's entire weeks sometimes leaving no time for flow, being present in the moment, being spontaneous, or having last-minute fun. Busyness is another form of achievement. Kids get trained pretty young to achieve things constantly, and honestly, that can get pretty exhausting. 
If we're always training and studying for sports or school or whatever, we're always problem-solving, thinking, and pushing ourselves. While wanting to improve and learn is necessary for achieving goals, if we're always focused on that, we can miss out on the magic of the present moment. And we can miss out on a lot of our childhood. Also, everyone needs downtime. Everyone. Not just to rest and recuperate your energy, but also to be in a state of flow with life, to be connected to your own life force energy. In a flow state, a person is more likely to get original ideas, to create from an authentic place, to make music or write lyrics or paint something fabulous. Aligning with our soul is pure magic, and we'll talk about it soon. When I grew up, technology like computers and the internet didn't exist yet. Every day after school, I would spend hours playing outdoors with my brothers and the neighborhood kids. We would go for long bike rides and play games like Ghost in the Graveyard and Kick the Can. With laptops and smartphones and tablets being introduced into the world, kids are handed a screen at young ages, and sometimes they can get addicted to their screens. We're not saying that you have to ditch your technology completely and start playing hopscotch on the sidewalk every day, but what if we all return to play, both kids and adults, a little bit more. Play can look like a lot of things. It doesn't have to just be playing outside with your friends. It can be snowshoeing, skiing, biking, dancing, singing, going sliding, making jewelry, drawing, painting, writing poetry, rapping, doing theater, playing the guitar, playing board games, being silly, jumping around your house, anything that allows you to have fun, be present in the moment, and be in touch with yourself. There are definitely no shoulds involved in play. No, I should put on a song and dance in my living room right now because my mom thinks it's a good idea. Nope, it should come from your genuine desire to do it. And adults need play too. Too much working and screen time and sitting can be very bad for their health. As a society in general, returning to play would be beneficial for all ages. When I lived in Australia, I knew I wanted to laugh and play more, so I created a group called the Dancy Walkers. We were a group of adults who would walk and dance around the city, and we had a great time. While people often stared at us, it didn't bother me. I was having fun. Some of those onlookers even eventually joined the dancing train. Fear of being judged when we play never needs to stop us from having fun. We'll talk about that now. Sometimes we roll our eyes at certain types of play because we think we're too old or cool or mature for something. We might label something as too basic or too childish or downright stupid. In fact, having owned and operated a puppet company for five years, I often got this reaction from older children, especially those in middle school. They would say things like, puppets are for little kids, and puppets aren't cool. That is, until they actually saw the puppets, which were like Muppets, Fun characters of all shapes, colors, and styles. Some puppets were dressed in hip-hop clothes with headphones on. Others were large furry monsters that were so big you could actually wear them on top of yourself. And others were animals like a chameleon with eyes that could shift and a tongue that flips. All this to say that once the kids actually got to see and use the puppets, they were hooked and in love with the fun of puppetry. With a puppet, you can create any personality and voice you want. So you could become a grumpy old bus driver if you wanted, or a hilarious disco princess. It's all about imagination. So don't discount something as uncool before you even try it. In fact, I was even asked once if me and my puppets could join an adult improv team for a live show in a bar for grown-ups. 
the show was a complete and utter success. The puppets were so funny that the audience laughed without stopping for over an hour, and some even cried because they were laughing so hard. Now, isn't that fun? I actually started my puppet company in the first place because I realized how powerful puppets were for connecting with people on a deeper level. I worked with many classrooms throughout the years, and there were always some students who had blocks up. I remember one teacher telling me that one of the young girls in her grade 5 class would not be participating in my workshops because she was a selective mute, which meant that she would not speak at school at all. She was extremely shy and anxious, and being called upon to speak was too much stress for her, so she just stayed silent. It was a way of protecting herself from the world. I decided not to put that student in a box of non-participative. I decided to treat her like all the other students without expectations. At our first puppetry workshop on day one, we were doing some fun body and voice warm-ups using our silliest puppet voices. And when it was her turn to make a funny repeat-after-me sound, she went for it without hesitation. I returned to that classroom once a week over three months, and that girl participated in every workshop I led. She used puppets with a huge smile on her face, and she even performed a lip-sync show with a puppet for the whole class and loved every minute of it. For our final puppet show presentation for the entire school, she even tried out for and got a puppet-speaking part. That girl had come alive because she was having fun. There was no pressure, no stress. She wasn't stuck in her head, fearing an outcome. She was in her body, present in the moment, and playing. This is the magic of play. It connects us to our true essence, who we are at our core, and it rids us of any judgments, fears, and anxieties. It helps us be more present and in our bodies rather than stuck in our heads. Now, if having fun still isn't convincing enough to let loose, know that play serves an even deeper purpose. Play allows us to be in a frequency of happiness, joy, excitement, and bliss. And from that energy, we're most aligned with our true selves. Our soul operates at a high vibration and is full of joy and excitement. So tapping into the energy of play helps us tap into our soul. And when we connect to our soul, it's easier to hear where it wants to lead us. Best-selling author Rebecca Campbell explains that the more you switch off your mind— the more room your spirit has to whisper and guide you. And if you do what lights you up, you'll light up the world without even trying. For when you're lit up, you are in your spirit. And when you're in your spirit, you fall into flow with life. For different people, this may mean different things. What lights you up is probably not what lights Juan up or Cynthia up or Ava up. You play differently than someone else plays. Maybe play for you is putting on costumes and being silly. Maybe it's exploring in your garden. Maybe it's making up a dance or talking in a made-up language. Whatever it is, trust it and follow it. And know that play doesn't have to accomplish anything. When we do things without being attached to an outcome, ideas, clarity, guidance, and solutions have the space to drop in. How do you think successful artists, musicians, painters, and actors develop such amazing careers? Well, they have to surrender to creative flow. They have to exit their logical thinking minds and connect with their imaginations and intuitions and open themselves up to playing again without restrictions and rules. They have to be in touch with their inner child and create from that place of wonder and honesty. Creating and living from your heart is the only way to feel true fulfillment because expressing who you are deep down is what you're here to do. 
The more you flow with life and your unique creativity, the more present you become with yourself. And that leads to alignment. Play is a great way to align with your true self. In conclusion, play is not something pointless that we do to pass time or fill our days. It isn't a distraction from life. It's a connection to it. Play offers us time to rest, recharge, and connect with who we truly are. It's just as important as our extracurricular activities, schoolwork, and jobs because it gets us out of our head and into the flow of the present moment. Imagine a world where more people played. A world where people valued lightness and enjoyment and didn't take themselves too seriously. Imagine a world where people flowed with their desires and feelings and expressed their gifts rather than always being in survival mode. Imagine a world where people felt fulfilled, balanced, and happy. Imagine how many fewer illnesses, fears, and problems we, the world, would have. It's completely possible, and play can help us get there. It all starts with you. It's time for Q&A. Here are some questions that were sent in by kids like you. Question number one. I have a really busy schedule. I go to school. I'm on the provincial curling team. I play in chess tournaments. I also have a part-time job as a babysitter. What do you recommend I do to tap into my creative flow if I don't have time for one more thing in my schedule right now? Great question. Here are some options for you. You could A. Schedule in some play. You could sit down with yourself and decide on a time during your week that you would like to open up to just playing. You can decide on something you want to do ahead of time, like going for a bike ride, or you can just leave this time open and do what you feel like doing in the moment. Option B is, you can decide on a cutoff time in your day, where after that time, like say 7 p.m. for example, you're no longer in achievement mode and can relax, turn off your technology, and be present. And finally, option C, keep an eye on yourself. If you notice that you're feeling stressed, too in your head or exhausted during the week, you can change something to give yourself a rest, like saying no to babysitting jobs or extra practices. We all need to prioritize our wellness, and it's never too early to start. Question number two. I like playing video games, but my mom doesn't like the games I choose. She says they're too violent and only lets me play them for short periods of time. But I want to play for longer. What can I do? Thanks for this question. I'm sure lots of kids have the same one. Video games can be really fun. They have amazing graphics, characters, and challenges. They create a whole other world that can be really cool to become part of. But that might be what your mother is having a problem with in this case. You see, your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. It just reacts to what it sees in front of it. Like, have you ever watched a movie and gotten so involved with the movie that you forgot it wasn't real? Whenever I watch the movie Titanic, I cry for hours, each time just as hard as the last, because my subconscious mind thinks it's happening now. So, if you're constantly exposing yourself to a violent world, your body will feel like it needs to react and will actually get scared and stressed. Not to mention programmed with fear. We talked in a previous episode about how our brain thinks in pictures and that the images we show it ultimately end up influencing how we live and act. If you're always engaging with fighting and violence, your subconscious mind starts to normalize it. That can lead to changes in your behavior, your outlook on life, and your mental well-being, not to mention forming an addiction to stress and adrenaline. Remember, your mom isn't trying to ruin your fun. She's trying to protect you. 
so that she gets the inner peace of knowing you aren't watching things that can negatively affect you, and so that you get the excitement and escape you're looking for through gaming, what if you tried a different type of game? What did you like about the old game? Was it the characters, the journey, the world? Is there another game that's similar but less violent that you can try? Finally, I'd also recommend dedicating some time to play without being face-to-face with a screen. Though they can be really fun and cool, when you're playing video games, you aren't connecting to you. Now, I'm not saying to stop playing them altogether, but I'm inviting you to try new ways of exploring and expressing yourself. Try out a new form of play. See where it leads you. It's time for life work. Write your answers down in your journal. Life work question number one. How can you bring more play into your life? Life work question number two. What's something you already do to play? Life work question number three. What is something new or different that you'd like to try? And there you have it. You have the power to create anything you want for your life. Thanks for joining us for this episode. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Anne. And remember, it's, it's okay, okay to be awesome. Sky's the limit and you only got a minute so you ain't gonna stop me now. Sky's the limit and you only got a minute so you ain't gonna stop me now. No way, no how.